Hey everybody, welcome back to the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stanaway. And we are back for the first time in the year 2024. I had taken quite a few weeks off as I've been living my life and learning and remembering more of the skills and attributes that I've acquired. I decided that it would be better for me to lay low on the podcast and line all my ducks up and figure out where I want to go with this. And so what I did is took a pause and I went to the jungle. And when I came back, I decided that the route and direction that I will be going is further pursuing my ability to help people find clarity and heal with their own personal traumas and wounds that they've endured through their lifetime. So with this episode, I have my buddy Will, who is from Jiu-Jitsu. He is from Saipan, and together we have been working on helping him find clarity on his ancestral roots and what, what life truly means to him. So to have him on was a true pleasure. He's a wonderful man. He's a salt of the earth dude. He's a savage motherfucker. And he's one of my best friends. So I hope you enjoy his story and my ability to help friends out in need. So before we get started with that, I would like to talk about my friend who builds the Native American drums. For any of you guys who want to purchase a handmade, all-natural hide drum, make sure to email me at CompassionateVikingPodcast at gmail.com as these drums are one of a kind. And also, there is a drum workshop coming up February 10th. If you guys would like to learn how to build your own drums and take them home and teach them to your kids or your friends and family or community or whatever it is that you would like, that is still open for a little bit longer. I think there's a few more stop or spots left. So if you would like to attend that, please let me know. Once again, you can email me at my, my Gmail, compassionatevikingpodcast at gmail.com. And with that being said, we will get on with the show. And starting next week, I will be going into full detail about my Costa Rica trip, what I learned, how it helped me, and what I see going on for the future. So with that being said, let's get on with the podcast. All right, guys, we're here. We're here with my Chamorro Viking brother from Jiu-Jitsu. His name's William Notel. He is also one of my best friends. And it's amazing for me to be able to create and be blessed with the ability to have such beautiful souls in my life. Because even growing up, I do have some best friends, but... Now we're also all getting to the point where we're becoming more than just best friends. We're becoming brothers. And he's starting his own podcast. He's also a brown belt in jujitsu. He teaches with me. We go to the same gym. 
And one of my favorite things about Will is that in a time right now where everyone's racist against colors and culture and fucking religion and all this stuff, Will's brown and I'm white, and I love him like I love my own family. So that's just proof that whatever we're seeing on TV or whatever the world is pushing at us between race or gender or sex or culture or religion it's nonsense it doesn't need to be there and it's there for a reason to keep us at bay and keep us from connecting to other souls and enriching each other's lives with our own traditions and culture and roots maybe i have pieces to the puzzle that are missing and then I meet Will, and Will has pieces to his puzzle, and they happen to fit perfectly into my missing link. And now we both are helping each other build our own puzzle with the lost pieces that have been forgotten throughout history. So with that being said, Will, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Um I'm going to do one correction, but it was actually Wilton. Oh, Wilton. I said William, huh? <laughs> it's a still white name nonetheless. That's, that's, that's the American no, uh, <laughs> version. William's the American version. There's no cultural appropriation in my name. They're both the same, one and the same. So Wilton, William, I go by Will. Um, and thanks for having me, bro. Absolutely. I, this morning, you know, kind of enjoyed walking with you through the jungle and Something about this place that you've built, bro, that brings peace, peace to my mind. Mm -hmm. And it only affirms because I feel all those feelings when we're at jiu-jitsu. And we're in the presence of savages, mm -hmm. you know. And to feel the love exude from that room full of savages, it really intrigues me. And then to come here and see the source of where you draw that from and walk into the jungle, it, it really means a lot. And like you said, I have puzzles that I'm trying to piece together. And in some way, shape, or form, all our puzzles are matching. Mm -hmm. We just need to figure out how to, to put them together. Yeah. You know, and like you like to talk about it because you're a welder, right? Like you get the slag out. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the stuff that I'm doing right now to make my puzzles fit together to make that one piece that's going to mend with yours and with whoever else that's on the same journey as we are. I, I as well, yeah. I too am figuring out how to get those impurities out of tyler and we talked you know we did a little session a couple days ago and we had talked about in this certain area when we're trying to better or grow in our life once we acquire the things that we need to acquire then we also need to get rid of the stuff that is no longer in service yes. it's no longer serving us and so, therefore, we need to purify that. And my way of, of what you're talking about for the listeners is I think about it as forging a blade, forging a sword. Well, most people don't know how to do that or the process, but when you're forging the iron, you have to get rid of the dross or the slag in that iron so that you can make it clean iron. Otherwise, if you forge a blade with those impurities, if you go to hit something and ever use it, it'll break and shatter. It's no good. 
So sure. it's all looks. It's all yeah. show and no go. And I would rather take the time to fucking heat myself up and keep putting myself in the furnace and pounding and pounding and pounding and forging this mind, body, and soul of mine until I can get the cleanest fucking iron I can get and then forge the sword because then I know that what I'm creating and doing will last the rest of my life. And we had just talked about that is that we essentially murdered ourselves, but not our true selves. We murdered the, the self that got us to this point that still had impurities. So when I say murdered ourselves, what I mean is, is that Tyler or that Wilton that had these impurities that we now have recognized are impurities are now being forged, purified, cleansed out of us so that we can become an even more clean version of ourselves. I have this thing, I think on my podcast with Greg, we talked about being weird. Yeah. And no one's weirder than me. However, you got to have clean energy. What does that mean? Clean energy. I don't know. I've never heard it before, and it just popped into my head on that podcast. But I've thought about it ever since. What is this clean energy? And that clean energy is starting to make sense to me, as in the, the energy this human is carrying is pretty much pure. Yes. Yeah. The impurities have been gone, hammered cleansed, away. hammered away. Yeah. And now you have a, a, you know, pure steel, pure iron, whatever yeah. you want to call it, crystal. Yes, sir. Yeah, for 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 my people, I mean, I I would translate that as into what uh, Tyler is talking about. Killing yourself is kind of like you know putting yourself in harder situations, doing hard things, uh, microdosing adversity, as we always say, mm-hmm. and just challenging yourself every day. And through that, you'd you'd find that you are carrying a shield of like an armor of guilt and shame and you want to come out of that and a lot of that is showing your true self and eventually getting rid of the shame like i see a lot of people now that we have the same ideas but they never they're too afraid to stand up mm-hmm. and then they have the tendency of thinking that like you say we're weird right like yeah. i thought you're weird. Yeah. I thought it was funny, but then it's, I asked myself, like, why did I come here in the first place? Mm-hmm. I didn't choose to come here. I was sent here. And we're all here together. And through what we're going through, I'm kind of hitting my hitting my iron, like cleaning up my metal, mm-hmm. you know, trying to mend it. But I have to do my own part in order for us to put it all together. Yeah. I have to do all that stuff. And I'm, I'm killing myself daily, even if it's just a thought of what my people would think of me or, you know. And some would probably say that I, I, I'm doing stuff that I'm doing because I'm trying to be better than them mm-hmm. when it's really not that. I'm trying to be greater for everybody. Yeah, for you yourself. Know? Yeah, I want the love to be pure. I already have love. I know I have love. Mm-hmm. I just want to, I'm just trying to find my way and meeting with my people and building community and then also sharing that and being able to, to share that with, with everybody else and kind of pull them to where that direction that we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't make them feel the love that I have. I can just show them what I'm doing. And then in turn, they have to do it themselves. They have to go through all that hammering themselves and killing themselves off. And 
you know, because like you said earlier, when we're walking through the jungle, you can't really receive until you open yourself up. Mm -hmm. You know, just the idea or thought of changing is not going to work. Yeah. You'd really have to literally kill your old way of life, your old thoughts, the way you used to do things. I think it's hard for people because you want you want the new way, right? We long for the whatever it is that we're desiring or longing for. But we don't want to lose the old way either because the old way is what we know and what yeah. we're familiar with and what we're comfortable with. So the new way is the unknown, the scary, the all these emotions. And the old way is the comfort, the whatever. Yeah. However, the old way, <laughs> this is where it's kind of fucked up, you know? Yeah. It's because the old way, even though, like, that's where we feel comfortable and want to stay, that's also why we're longing for this other thing. Yeah. And so you have to do both. But as you start to raise your vibration, emanate more love from your heart, open yourself up, to being your your full potential, yeah. it's hard for the people who are not on the same vibration or frequency when they're lower. Yes. If they're higher, they will support you. They will fucking give you attaboys. Yeah. They will be trying their best to show that your acknowledgement, acknowledgements yeah. are being seen and to keep fighting the good fight. When the frequency of the people are lower, they have two options. Either they're on the cusp of ready to kill off their old way, yeah. and now they have an inspiration to look after, yeah. or if their soul is not ready yet, they will be repelled by that energy because it makes them feel like shit. Man. It makes them feel like shit because in their heart, they know that they too are powerful and can do better automatic yes yeah and it shows that they're not doing it you shined a light on their dark cobwebs and corners and this was something difficult for me to um i could grasp it like i understand what was going on but because i'm so sensitive my emotions i hated it i took yeah. it as in like it's bad for me to be doing good. Yeah. I feel that. It's just like where it's embarrassing for you to be, to do good mm -hmm. or you don't want to stand up and, and clap for somebody because you know, nobody else is going to clap for them. Mm -hmm. But in your heart, you know that the right thing to do is it's to do clap that. your hands. And so yeah. that's where this, I think us at jujitsu, mm -hmm. us savage men who, you know, share our blood, sweat, and tears multiple times every single week. We figured out how to be physical warriors. Are we UFC champions? No. We don't need to be UFC champions. Yeah. Plus, we are of the age of where we are now becoming elders for the next ones in line, for the ones yet to come. Yes. And they need us to not just be physical warriors. They need us to be emotional and spiritual warriors as well. That's where this dross, we forge the dross out physically by doing physical work. Yes. Getting in shape, right? Yeah. 
getting the impurities of the the fluff and whatever that's not good for us. Doing the shit that needs to be done when nobody's looking. Right? Yeah. Get yourself healthy. And then you get you you also have to figure out on the inside. Are you perfect? And what is perfect? And I have um a little thing that I've been thinking about. And that thing is no, we are not perfect. But you were born perfect. You were born perfect. Everything is perfect in nature. The creation of the universe is created perfectly. And it runs like a well-oiled machine in the perfect circle of life. But then through humans, programming, growing up, all this different stuff, we get programmed into some other thing. Which is where we start trying to obtain perfectness. And they say you can never, like, perfect doesn't exist. You can't obtain perfect. And I agree wholeheartedly because it's not something that you go out and obtain. It's something that was given to you like your nose. When we have all these programs, then now we have to purify ourselves because what I thought was becoming closer to perfect was actually quite the opposite. I was getting further and further away from Tyler's heart. Yeah. This is a huge, huge thing to think about. If you want to be perfect, then you have to be your true authentic self. The same Wilton, the same Tyler as when I was six months old inside a bit inside of that little tiny vessel before I could ever say or do anything. What is that like for a grown man? When on the outside we're gangster and savage and all this stuff, but on the inside we haven't, we are not our true selves. We have literally forged a completely different entity and convinced ourselves that that's our vessel. I mean, because we just were chasing that perfect that, you know, the guidelines were societal norms. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're trying to build perfect perfection is I need to build myself to have this size house, mm-hmm. this, this kind of car, and this my family has to look like this. Mm-hmm. And that's how we kind of try to work our perfectness when, like you said, you're just working the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Way, way away. More into the dark. Yeah. It would be like a beaver. Yeah. Instead of building his beaver dam, he's trying to build an eagle's nest. Yeah. And he's wondering why it's all <laughs> fucked up. And he can never get it right. He can never. He's like, I spent my whole life trying to fucking build this nest. And every time I get in it, like I never get any food. The wind fucking blows on me. None of the water comes. And then one day it's like, hey, bro, the reason why your nest isn't working is because you're not an eagle. You're a beaver. And he's like, well, what's that? And the guy says, what do you mean? Like, dude, go look at your reflection in the mirror. You don't yeah. fly around. That's yeah. not you. It doesn't mean that you're worse or better. Or better. It's that you're a beaver. So you got to build the beaver dam. And once you build the beaver dam, you'll start to see what perfect is. Yeah. It's the same with us humans. It's the same with our, our energetic clothes. We put these shields and clothes and makeup and hair and whatever it is as this thing but most of the time unless we know who we truly are 
that thing isn't actually a good representation of our true self. And regardless of how, how much people would say it, they would always do things just because of the importance of how people perceive them. Mm -hmm. It's not really because of uh, this is how I want to look. Mm -hmm. It's more so about what people see is what they really truly care about. Mm -hmm. When what we're trying to do is if you clean yourself up, however you get, however you show yourself, that's how you're going to be received, whether it's received, getting received or not. Mm -hmm. That's how it's going to be presented. Yeah. It's hard though. Like you got to be accountable. I'm, and yeah, and like, you know, like you said, once the people that are going to be in that same light as you and be able to receive that, they're going to have to have been opened up already mm -hmm. to be able to receive that. Mm -hmm. you know, otherwise, otherwise it's too much it's, yeah or you're the you're the weird guy you're mm -hmm. the you're the weird tree hugger guy yeah me you know everyone always thinking yeah. i'm fucking that guy's yeah. so weird like yeah he's good at, this is what i get i respect like you as a human being and i respect your jujitsu mm -hmm. because i i have to right yeah but the things that you talk about and like the the things that you are yeah doesn't make sense to me at all and what it used that used to hurt me i used to take that as a almost like a dig but now through this forging of impurities i realized that i had this thing of like feeling unseen or unheard or too much and so i try to explain myself I try to over explain myself so that I could get you to understand me. And what that does it is it just makes it even worse. Just, and I have to come to find out is like, no, they can think whatever they want. I know what I am in my heart and in my heart is where Tyler lives from. So they may never understand me. That's okay. They can think whatever they want. Yeah. And as they progress and grow, and they'll start to hear the things that I say and down the road, maybe or maybe not, they can connect some dots or some seeds grew, they'll come back. Eli was one of them. Yeah, they'll come back like really more with a greater understanding. Mm -hmm. That in turn, meaning they're ready to receive like what you have. Yes. Right Right now, all they want to cling to is all the savage shit that we do. Yeah. Like... Fighting. Nobody hears me talk weird shit like the way Tyler Stanway talks weird stuff at the gym. Mm -hmm. But I can see it, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, Tyler's a beast, man. Tyler's a savage, fucking Viking. He has strong grips. But they're not. we're not going to sit down and talk about, like, bro, have you had your reading or, you know, anything like that, you know? It's it's not about the sticks and stones. That, like, that stuff is too weird. Yeah. They, want, they don't want to be projected as, like, oh, you're, like, going through that weirdness. Yeah. But unbeknownst to us like there's a reason why we're all at the same place yes and we all have pieces of the puzzle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're all moving in the same direction i don't know if if uh, professor gray anderson intended to name the gym electric north because there's a lot of emphasis on that north and everybody projecting towards the north you know mm -hmm. like your magnetic north or is that i don't know i'm but hey we're putting everything together piece by piece bro. piece by piece and in electric you know the energy that we're learning how to harness and bring in everyone says this yeah. this place has the vibe yeah well what is vibe it's a vibration yeah and it's elevated and you can feel it and what's more important too about that now is we're getting more and more people well the bigger the tribe gets the less 
this is just the truth. The less close the whole tribe is, what starts to happen is you have the main tribe, and then there's like little tribes within our big tribe, Mm -hmm. and it's great. And little subsets. Little subsets, right? And now, as those subsets, they're growing, they're going to learn the vibe too, and it just expands and expands and expands. And everything keeps climbing. The vibration keeps getting higher. The frequency is at a very high rate. You know, everybody's bringing the same frequency in. Anything that can't hang is eventually going to dry out and wilt away from, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever is happening there. And it's been proven. I've seen it. I mean, I've been at the gym since 2020, mm-hmm. and I've seen people that, because of the hype of the gym and who our professor is, mm-hmm. like they want they want in on that, but they can't produce the energy to keep showing up, keep showing up. Eventually, they just fade, fade away out. because it's so yeah. hard, dude. You know, yeah. How how like I I didn't when I first started jujitsu. A brown belt was so fucking far out. Yeah. Like, it was like... I hadn't even committed to anything other than smoke weed, drink beer, and play video games. And and then when you go and you realize, like... I think jujitsu was the first time I realized that this was going to like for the rest of my life if i ever wanted to be like really good at it yeah and it's it's crazy that a lot of people just can't they can't do it once the passion goes away or not, maybe not passion i still am very passionate I, about it, you know what it's it, it's it's going back again to what we talked about earlier about killing your old self mm-hmm because that's what jujitsu. That's a good element. Yes. For for that situation, when you're killing your old self, because as professor would always say, jujitsu doesn't show you who you are. It shows you who you are not. Yes. And the mats don't lie. No, no. You, know, you don't can don't. go in there with all kinds of energy, and unbeknownst to you, everybody sees mm-hmm. what you bring to the table. And then, do you have what it takes to bring what's required every time you go? Mm-hmm. You know, this is not like most of our. Members are not, um, they don't do it recreationally or for hobby. Like, this is almost like a way of life. Yes. Everybody that goes to the gym talks about the same stuff that we talk about, you know, like killing yourself and trying to rebuild yourself and bettering yourself. Yeah, doing better. Yeah. Getting healthier. Yeah. And when you get healthier, your mind works better and your thoughts become more cool and more wise. And then you start having the confidence in yourself to start applying these thoughts and then you can start to build wisdom on them. Yep. And once you build the wisdom and you start learning and, and going forth, your life starts to change. Mm-hmm. And once you see your life start to change for the better, you're like, hey, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yep. And it just continues. And yep. then, you know, here you are. So this is a good segue. You were not born in America. Yes, sir. Where were you born, Will? I was born in Saipan. Saipan. Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, and we're just uh, north of Guam. Everybody would know Guam, or they would know Saipan. Uh, there was, Saipan has big significance in World War II. Uh-huh. And we became a commonwealth in, 
I said it on my podcast, bro. I said I was going to do some research, but yeah, I think it was 76. Okay. Yeah, we became a commonwealth. And so it's kind of like Puerto Rico. Okay. So yes, I was born a U.S. citizen, mm-hmm. which I'm very grateful for. And I almost never failed to try and show my patriotism and how much I uh, appreciate the opportunities and everything that I got to this land of the free and salute to the braves. But that's why I'm so patriotic and always happy and always going to jiu-jitsu with, with the same energy because this place, um, talking about America, yeah, you know, it's it's taught me a lot and I have a lot of appreciation for it and that's how I live my life is just being grateful and you know being a good citizen. Yeah. You know. When did you come here? I moved out here in 1993. Okay. And what did you move out here with your parents or just by yourself? So, I came out here to my aunt and uncle. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, initially we went to the Little League World Series okay. in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Okay. Baseball was my thing. Yep. And on our way back home, we were in Japan, and I told my dad, I said, I want to go play ball in America. And he said, all right, go talk to your uncle and see if they're willing to take you. So I moved out here. And that's what brought me out here was to play ball. Okay. And I said, I always tell myself if I have to do it again, <laughs> I would look for a sponsor family that actually plays ball. Yeah. Right? Because I probably would have been at a better place with a better school. Mm-hmm. And I, out of all places, I went to Spanaway, which is now like the Granite Falls. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, of South. Of, yeah, the of Tacoma. The yeah, Granite Falls is actually getting a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, Spanaway, Yelm, Pialup, not doing so hot down there. Yep. So. Okay, so what was life like? Growing up in Saipan. And honestly, uh, growing up back home, it was very, um, now that I think about it, and I've thought a lot about it more since hanging out with you and Professor and talking about, you know, like going through the process of healing and killing the old self. Yep. Yeah, I, I had to think a lot about my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I was actually poor, bro, but I never really thought about now that I think about it, it's not really poor, poor, because there's always going to be somebody that's hurting more than you are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we had adversity. Yep. Um, it was very freeing. My dad built our house, you know, with all the wood from the jungle. The only thing that was not from the jungle was the tin, the tin roof that he put over. Yeah. You know, it was aluminum. Yeah. I got yeah. some out there on the woodshed. Yeah. That's corrugated that's, metal. That's how I knew what a man was, you know, helping him dig post holes and build, you know, the house, frame it up. Yeah. And then that same time, a big, we get a lot of big typhoons and it kind of shifted the house like one way. Yeah. And I helped him tie one side to a tree and then one side to the truck and twist it back normal, yep. twist it back normal. Yeah. And that's why now, bro, like when I think back of stuff like that, uh-huh. I realize that's why like I have that gangster mentality. Yeah. Because my, my dad was, a, he was like a fucking gangster. He was a mafia. Uh-huh. Like he just did stupid and the fucker didn't work. He just grew weed, sold weed. Yep. And he liked to go to bars. Um, a lot of my memories are going to bars with him mm-hmm. as a young kid. So like freaking Tinsley's age up to like Caden's age. Okay. Yeah. I have a seat in the bar with him. I get served 
you know, with yeah, whatever. Yeah, I get my food, I get my coke, yeah. whatever stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I think that hindered my some of my adulthood. Okay, my early adulthood. Because yeah, because I expected that nurturing. Yep, because I was taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I expected, you know. Versus now, I've grew into this like no motherfucker. Like you're a gangster, bro. Go get your own shit. Yep. You know, yep. I'm gonna get it the way I have to get it. And I learned a lot about America from my dad. Okay. So he taught me a lot about like country music. Uh huh. Like that's how I grew up. Country music. Straight up country western. Yeah. Not the country now. It's no, like, no, no, no. It's like old time. Yep. Yeah, like Johnny Cash. Yeah. And, yeah, George Jones. Oh, though. Hank Williams. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And dabbled and you know like I knew what French toast was because uh-huh. of him. Like I remember trying it for the first time. Uh-huh. Nacho cheese, yep. like shit like that. And I was already like seven, eight. Yep. Because he, when I was in my mother's womb, he had an accident. Okay. And got shipped to Stanford. So, long story short, he went under a truck. Uh huh. And the drive line pulled his hair. Okay. And it sculpted him. Yep. So he had to go get like graft, like they yeah, got yeah. some of the skin meat from his legs and fixed his Fuck, head. Fuck, dude. And so he stayed out here for a while. And like to me, that's how he got all the stuff that he brought back, like all the different foods and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how he learned about it. Yep. Yep. And growing up, he was also in and out of the house a lot. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was womanizing and doing gangster shit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and was that, <clears throat> that was that just kind of like the culture around? So, yeah, no. And I would always allude to that because I would like to always speak for myself and my experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, like, does it happen? Is it prevalent? Yes. Yes. But I'm going to speak on what I've seen yeah. with my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can attribute that to why... I grew up with so much trauma, mm-hmm. right? Like, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what PTSD was, you know, and I thought that only, our, you know, like, yeah, military, military people can get stuff like that. So it's like, we always build a shield. I always have a shield, like, oh, yeah, that's, like, good thing I didn't go to war. I didn't sign up for that, or, you know. Yeah. Because I didn't want to harbor any of that stuff. But yet, I was harboring way, way worse things that... Like, these guys that get PTSD is because they did it for other reasons. They got it from, from other reasons, but they weren't raised the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, I mean, dad was in and out of the house. It was me, mom, and my brother. Um, we were we had to shed outside, you know? Like, we used the facilities. We got to go dig a hole, say, or, you know, ask permission from people that own the land. And I mean, like, the ancestors and the spirits that, that guard the land. So Which we, we don't have here. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. We just don't talk about it. That's one of the things that, like, recently on this murdering our old self and, and purifying yeah. is coming together and saying, you know, with me, stones and bones, all of a sudden I got all these bones. Yeah. Why are they so important? You're one of the only people that I know who's like, no, I understand this. Yeah. Where I come from, like, this is just part of our culture and our roots and that it's not weird. And we have to understand that here in America, Mm -hmm. we don't like, I wouldn't say worship. It's like, you know, we're not worshiping our ancestors, but we're, 
<clears throat> paying them respect. Yeah. But we like here, you just go to the cemetery and put a flower on the grave and sweep it off and then get back in the car and go live your life. Yeah. That's not, and I guess I shouldn't say that's not. For me, I don't feel like we'll take my dad. If I go there and give him a flower and just sweep it off and get back in the car, I don't feel I'm giving him my true honor and respect. I need to remember him. I need to talk to him all the time. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it, bro, is like when you think or remember, you're living through or you're, li you're doing something that reminds you of them, yeah. you know, and you do it with honor and respect. And that's, it's just like guidance, you know, like for me, it's like I pay homage to my ancestors, not only because one, first of all, they came before me, but two, like if I'm going to translate it to, to what, if I was like born out here, if I was like truly an American, I would attribute it to like the people that cruise through the badlands heading West, like all that hardship that they endured to build the West. Yeah. You know? Like, when I live, like, I'm paying homage to that shit. Yeah. Like, these motherfuckers live hard. Like, I'm going to be hard. You know? There's a saying in, I believe it's, it's either the old rune poem or the Havamal. Why is my dog barking? <laughs> hey. He wants one some second, of that energy guys. that we have in here. Yeah. One second. Okay, we're back. Sorry, my dog was driving me nuts. Anyways, what I was saying is, is <clears throat> either in the old rune poem or the Havamal, there is a quote, and it says, Cattle die, kinsmen die, and one day even you will die. But I know something that will never die, and that's the reputation of a dead man. And when I think of my ancestors, they they are the reason why I'm here. So at at some point, the reputation had to have been success, legacy, inheritance, not of just vanity or shiny objects, but of memory and and my genetic makeup yeah. what i'm here the reason why we can have this podcast the reason why compassionate viking even exists or stones and bones or tyler yeah. they they are because of my ancestors and i truly believe that once i started connecting into this they're helping like me remember what that is what is roots what is culture what is all these things, because we've talked about it. You come to America, and someone like you, who has been raised and born in a completely different land, who has all of these things as a part of your life. Yeah, You talked about shaman. You've talked about witchcraft. You've talked about magic. You've talked about healings and, and rituals and ceremonies and oral stories and folklore and songs and dance and all this stuff. And then you come to America 
and you work at Subway and you put pepperoni on after the cheese at Domino's and uh, you try to fit in like your roots are Abe Lincoln. Yeah. George Washington. Well, how does that... How does that fit in your soul when you come here? Because I, I I would imagine it's not just you. I would imagine it's anybody who is coming to America, and not necessarily from where I'm from. That's anybody. That's why I mean. Yeah, is like it doesn't matter whether it's there or yeah. take someone like me. I'm a white person. You ever heard of like a white medicine man? I haven't. No. Right? Yeah. No. You ever heard of a white shaman? No. Wait, wait, yeah. Fauci, does that count? Yeah, yeah, Fauci. (laughs) There you go. And it's like, huh. And the other thing is, is how come I, as a white person, have no idea, like, what my roots are? I do. I do, because I've been on this mission since I was a kid. Yeah. But most people... They don't. They might say, oh, you know, I'm some German and English and whatever. Your nationality. Okay, but that's, what are your roots? Where do you, like, where do you come from? How the fuck can we as humans know where we're going if we don't know where we've been? Roger that. How do you know that you're going yeah. in the right direction if you don't know where you started? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that's why I, um, a lot of my roots, right, was based on respect honor all of the great things and from a small small tiny place Uh so i bring that same principle to america now i have that same amount of respect and honor Uh just doing it for this greater magnitude Mm -hmm. of a place that like it's about to be like my home you know so i was taught at a little place i come to a bigger place with that same gratitude and appreciation Mm -hmm. and this is who i am this is where i'm at right now in my life and now i find myself going backwards because we're kind of headed that direction we need to bring back love and all the great energy Mm -hmm. and savage is always going to be a part of us we're never going to get rid of that fighting fucking and farming is never going to go away no right but you we all need to love yeah especially the time that we're heading in now there's a lot of people that are not prepared that are probably not paying attention, they're going to need love. They're going to need love. Yeah. If we have to, if we, we don't have enough bullets for all that. No. And bloodshed and violence is the same consciousness that we're in right now that created this. Mm-hmm. So you cannot create, you cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness that created that problem. And if it's all about tyrannical takeover power money land slavery whatever it is and bloodshed and war like we see going on all over the world then what makes us in the right by doing the same thing back to them yeah they think that they're in the good and we think we're in the good palestine thinks they're winning Israel thinks they're winning. Or not winning, but like on the righteous side. Yes, yeah. Ukraine, Russia. Who Who's on the righteous side? Okay? We say that us human beings are on the righteous side, and the powers that be say, no, they need to take control and 
and do whatever because we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So who's right and who's wrong? We can sit here and argue and do the same tactics to each other forever. Yeah. And we will get the same results like we have for the last 2,000 years. Our enemy only knows the language of the sword. What are we supposed to do when we ask them to leave our loved ones in peace and they only know that? What are we supposed to do when we tell them that their way leads to downfall, but they only know that? Yeah. Well, at some point, we have to take it into our hands. We have to learn how to... Essentially, we have to learn what Nikola Tesla said. If you want to know the secrets to the universe, think in, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Yes. And love emanates on a very high vibration. So when we, as savage men, have our root as warrior culture, fuck, fight, farm, or whatever you want to call it, but then we learn to open our fucking heart and we emanate love, then we start to send out a certain channel, like TV channel or radio station, that attracts all of the things on that channel. On that same frequency? On that, exactly, on that same frequency. Does that mean that these other things aren't going to exist anymore? No, they will, but they won't exist with us because just like the gym has a certain vibration... And the things that don't align with that vibration see themselves out. They either don't come or they're only there for a short period of time. And we never really have to do anything. Yeah. It's a process of self-elimination. Exactly. And and at first it's going to be turbulent because there's this new energy and frequency. Yeah. And then it's repelling all of the shit that isn't. And so it's like, oh my God, oh my God. But it will sort itself out. Once we get back on the even keel. Yeah. Because then it's, yeah, it just kind of does it itself. Yeah. I mean, it's like first day guy, college wrestler, uh-huh. walks into the gym. First person he goes with, give him one of our savage. We'll give him Eli. Mm-hmm. He just mauls Eli. So that frequency, everybody felt that. Yep. Do we want that frequency? Yes. Yes. So what are we going to do? We're all going to tap into that frequency. Yep. And that frequency is either going to last or it's going to wither away. Yep. And if it stays, we just we just bumped it up. Yeah. We yeah. just elevated. Yeah. And that person in turn right now is just going through their head like, dude, like, like take it for instance. When I first came in, I dumped Jack. We hit the ground hard. I threw him. We hit the ground hard. Everybody looked at me. And I was already in top side control and I looked up and I kind of saw everybody staring at me. I already knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. That's that time in that moment. I said, this is my fucking gym. Mm-hmm. And that was there for my first trial. That's the first gym I was going to because mm-hmm. I was going to four different ones. There's there Cascade and other couple ones. And as soon as I saw everybody looking at me, I said, oh, yeah, this is this is my gym. Because where I come from, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You just have a way of bringing in or eliminating something that belongs there or does not need to be there. Yeah. And it, they have to vibrate the same way. Otherwise, it's, it's always going to conflict. And for some odd reason, some things do that. They conflict, but they still like that misery loves company shit. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. motherfucker, put this bitch in the corner or something, mm-hmm. right? They want to draw. They want to draw shit from you that 
Yeah, they're you know? they're they're Lucian. Yeah. They're yeah. they're sucking the the energy energy harvesting. Yeah. Vampires, because, and I said this too. Not everyone goes to the gym for the same reason. Yeah, some people are going to the gym to fight to prove that they can beat certain people so that they can go home and feel proud about themselves. Some of the people are going there to just get in shape. Some of the people are going there to give and learn and love. Some of the people are going there because they're fucking bored and they like jujitsu. There's all these different reasons, but I notice the ones who are there to fight, to prove a point, to make themselves feel better out of pride and ego they stick out like a sore fucking thumb to me. Yes, sir. Yeah. And those are the ones who need the love. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely need the love. They need the love. Yeah. When, like, at first, it's, uh, you just, I guess us, because we're brown belts, we'll just hammer down on them. But then, once we pretty much beat their ass a time or two, and it gets established, like, you're never going to win, yeah. then there becomes this respect of, he's down there, and we're up here, but now we can come together, and I can start teaching you, mm -hmm. because you ain't going to learn anything from me with that energy that you brought. I like that energy. I'm not telling you to get rid of it, yep. but we got to harness it. Yeah. And I can't let teach you how to harness that energy until yeah. you accept that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot learn something if you already know. And like me, going into jiu-jitsu, I already knew that I was going to win and I was going to beat yeah. everybody. And wow, did I learn. No, it's 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 crazy. I I've heard, I you've told me that story. And I'm glad that you learned mm -hmm. because in turn, like, look at the teammate that it brought me, that I came to, mm -hmm. you know, because it's through those adverse situations, the ones that really, really burn you and you walk through the other side, mm -hmm. bro, you meet all the cool people on the other side. Yeah. Everything is on the other side. Everything's on the other yeah. side of, of fear. Yeah. Or you can stay on that one side and say, oh, it's always greener on that side. Well, that's because you're not over there fucking shit up. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So before we started the podcast, I was like, hey, tell me what stone, what stone you think touches you or, or draws to you. I have a bunch of crystals and rocks and different items, little trinkets on my table. And for whatever reason, I would have felt that Will needed to look up there. And he grabbed one. And it was red tiger's eye or dragon's eye. And I said, okay, well, this is what I have came to the conclusion of. I used to not be into any of this. I thought it was all woo-woo bullshit back when I was, back when Abe Lincoln was my roots. But now that I know that stones and bones is my roots, start talking to the rocks and the, and the stones and bones more. And in my Conclusion, I don't set out for a certain one unless I'm like thinking of that type of rock or crystal. My thing is I'll get an inkling to go to the store on a spur of the moment. I'll go there. I fucking just walk around and I 
pick the one that like I'm drawn to. I don't look yeah. up the names. I don't look up what they mean. I just pick the one that I'm drawn to and then I'll pick it and then I'll go figure out what it is. And when I read it, it's like every time it's the exact rock that I need. And so I carry rocks around with me in my pocket every day. I told this to you and then it's like, okay, well, let's see what, what it is, what it stands for. Because I don't remember what every single one stands for. When I was telling you, it stands for protection. It stands for like determination and will and focus and being able to overcome adversity and stay, keep the task at hand for long yes. periods of time, not, not losing um, track of sight and being able to essentially overcome any of these obstacles through your own power, might, determination, will, and belief. And you said, wow, this, <laughs> this, this kind of, or not kind of, this resonates with me. Yeah, it, it truly did resonate with me because, you know, we're coming up at the end of the year. And, you know, it, I don't really like resolutions, but it's always a good uh, point to start over or think of starting something or whatever you want to try and reinvent yourself or throw more noodles at the wall and see which one sticks, mm -hmm. you know, so to say. But, yeah, it's I've been planning, you know, on doing a lot of things. And like I said, with killing my old self, improving more of my on my new self. And this, um, I didn't know, it just stuck out to me. Like you said, it's it's true what you say. I've looked, yeah, like, I don't know how many stones are in each basket, but there's only going to be one or certain ones that are going to stick out to you. Mm -hmm. And whatever you pick pick out, man, it's it rings, it rang, rang true to my ears. And then with that thing that we did the other night, you know, you gave me the light. Mm -hmm. So I shined the light on that. Yeah, Kanos. Yeah. Yeah. We did a rune reading the other night. Yeah. And oh, we can kind of go in, not into your personal stuff, but what is that? You know, like that's not of this world. That's in the web of weird. That's the, my, my rune pullings or castings when I'm throwing my stones and bones. What is it that's going on? And why would someone even come to me for that? And it's like, well, you ask that. I ask that. Yeah. You know, and people around our camp are starting to notice and they probably are asking the same questions, you know. And I, I would always just, I would just tell people that don't understand, like, with everything that we've been going through and what we're about to go through, to me, a lot of the information that everybody relies on, it's already compromised. Mm -hmm. So, like in jiu-jitsu, when somebody knows your best move, which is the back take to the bow and arrow, what are we going back to? Basics. 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 Back, basics. Ancestral. Yep. Beliefs. You know, the way we were raised. How did we get here? Mm -hmm. You know, before all of this got manipulated, was it for good intention or was it for bad? Mm -hmm. That's what we're here to find out. Mm -hmm. We're going to take arrows in the back? For sure we are, bro. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to change. <clears throat> yeah but i think they don't even know like 
this is this is the thing where like your roots of this way of being able to use more than five senses and understand how this universe works was a part of your culture mm-hmm. when you were little. Yeah. And so to you, you, you understand it yeah. to the person at Safeway. They don't understand. They would say, okay, Tyler, you say on your podcast, if you'd like to book a one-on-one session with you, contact me at compassionate Viking podcast at gmail.com. What is a one-on-one session? What are we doing? Are you a therapist? Are you a counselor? Are you, you know, what is stones and bones? He's a shaman. He's a healer. And it's an, it's a, it's an energetic healer. Yeah. It's not something as the walk-in clinic. You understand that you have this energetic body and you have these energy lines and meridian lines and chakras and maybe you don't know exactly what they are, but you understand there's this other part of you. Then it's for the way I would look at it, like if, if I was, if we're going to switch your stones and bones and I'm going to you, I look at it as a seer, uh, uh, an oracle, a uh, uh, magician, a wizard, a vulva, a priest, a priestess, something of that nature where you can give insight and clarity on the direction that will best serve me. Yeah. It's almost like a a spiritual coach in a way or a spiritual mentor or it doesn't even have to be that, a spiritual brother. Right? I'm not your coach or your professor yeah. or anything like that. I'm your brother. I have this ability to where hey, we're going to go to my brother Stones and Bones and see if we can get some clarity and direction on what I'm feeling. Okay, and then how do we do that? It's not like I sit here and go, well, Wilton, I think that you should do this and this and this and this and this. No, 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 no. I'm not smart enough for for that. I use my objects because there's consciousness in all of them. We talk about this animism everything has consciousness and so because i have the intention that they're mine i made them they have my blood sweat and tears into them the bones have been like i'm connected to them the plants or or uh, wood in there was grown from a seed by me all of this consciousness i'm directly connected to and they i'm going to say they have the ability to know things that I don't. But they do have the ability to communicate it to me if I allow myself. Paint you a picture. They will paint me a picture. And then I can describe to you this picture. And then it will either align or not align with you, depending on what's going on. Yeah. That is the best way I can describe it. And so far... I've had people in North Carolina, Louisiana, Idaho, Wisconsin, all over the country. Oh, Louisiana. Lu- yeah. There's got to be some cool shit coming out of Louisiana. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> right? Voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so far, every single person that has done a rune reading with me, 
their lives have changed for the better. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy. Yeah. It's very difficult because once you start changing your vibration, then the things that aren't aligned with that vibration that were a part of your life before start falling aside. They start crumbling. And it, it, it does only pertain to things. People too. People, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's hard for our feelings yeah. because it's this is where we get stuck on the we want our cake and eat it too, right? Yeah. And so it's like we can't have the new way and still have the old way. Mm -hmm. You don't get to have one foot in the door and, you know, one yeah. still inside. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. And if you want to be in, you got to be fully in. Yeah. However, once you're fully in, you essentially are making an agreement with the universe saying, hey, I want back in the rhythm of life. And then shit starts happening. Ravens start flying over you, goosebumps, certain synchronicities that are happening all the time. For me, runes came. You came here, and I could tell when we were done, you had found more clarity. Yeah. And the singing, the songs, like they, it's like bringing that vibration is within our ancestors it's in our bones yeah. and so when that vibration hits even though we may have never heard of it in this lifetime it's pulling up ancestral memories that's making us long for this old way yeah you agree yes yes yeah 100 and it's like well what is that old way that old way is what i'm talking about what you're talking about these stones these runes, these things, and it doesn't have to be, that's only my way. There's I Ching and Qigong and witchcraft. Like it's, it was all over the world where they're using these items in rocks, in skin, skin as in hide, to make music and sound and flute instruments out of the woods and the cedars and the plants, and everything was all connected. So now you got a rock in your pocket. Yes, mm -hmm. I do. And that's one step closer to retrieving. You hear the wind chimes? Yeah. Huh. Brings, brings more feeling to the podcast. It's cool. And your surroundings at. Yeah. yeah. It's in the back and it's, it's weird because it's not really windy. Yeah. So the wind chimes sometimes will just chime when when your ancestors are like, hey, listen, yeah. I'm here, brother. Yep. So you have your rock in your pocket, and that's one step closer to bringing some of your roots back in. If all of us start, it, it doesn't need to happen like this big old fucking thing. Yeah. It's like little steps at a time. I didn't even believe in any of this. There's also like, uh, Vanessa has like Oracle starseed cards or something like that. And that was another thing where like I'd go to these healing ceremonies and they'd always say, oh, pull a card. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, and you're silly <laughs> bullshit, man. But okay, like it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah. And I'd get the card and I'd read it and I'd be like, what the fuck? This is exactly what's going on. Or I'd get like a totem animal. And then I'd read it about like what this represents and it'd be exactly what's going on. Well, once you do that 14 times and it's the same feeling every time, yeah. 
at what point are you like, there's no way this is a coincidence anymore? Or do you continue to live your life forever knowing that this resonates deeply and that there's something going on, but you just don't want to accept it. So you never, ever, ever give it any other thought other than a series of events that happen to be, happen to be completely random and coincidence. Bro, like I said earlier, or even nights ago, I was sent here, you know? And I, did you I always feel that way? When I came up here? Yeah. And because that was during the height of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So for me, the height of the pandemic, when I moved up here, uh -huh. I was raining believe in what, it was raining true to what I already believed in. Like, these are my people, like, I'm against tyrannical shit mm -hmm. you know and i just so happened to align with my professor who just got fired from his profession yeah i didn't i i saw the video i didn't know that guy was that was the guy that owned the gym mm -hmm. so i was there that first night that i was there yeah and you know how yeah upstairs he has the curtain yep and he came out i was like wait bro this guy looked like that port of seattle cop that just got fired and sure enough that was greg anderson shit and I came from a place, you know, I lived in Puyallup before we moved up here, worked for the government. And during that time, it's one of those where you want to stand up and say something. Mm -hmm. But I was at a spot where I didn't want to be the only one standing. I didn't, I, I was really unsure. Mm -hmm. Those were not my people. The vibrations were not aligning. Frequency mm -hmm. was off. Mm -hmm. Not until I came up. To, you know, and found Electric North and connected with you and Professor. And it's like, all right, like this, this is the tribe. Everything that I believed in to be what I wanted, you know, like to be like against vaccines and all that other nonsense that were pushing on us. I felt good defying it. I felt confident mm -hmm. that regardless of, because I, I eventually walked out of my government job and Yes, it was scary, but I felt so good doing it. Yes. I didn't, I wasn't tied to it. Like, this is not the end of Wilton. Right. This is the this beginning. This is the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then ventured off and actually found more life after that. I wasn't, I didn't go through something that just paid me for showing up. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have to put effort. And when I did put effort into it, they didn't like that. That's why I started Okay, everything is compromised. Mm -hmm. We're going back to the roots. We're going to find the people. We're going to get together, build a bigger community, and fucking head due north. Yeah, right? Head due north. Yeah. But to go back on what you're saying, you said your part. Yeah. I'll say my part. Okay. My POV. Yeah. Seeing you. Yeah. I first met you. Stanway, savage, good roller, tough guy, metal worker, right? The reason why I believe is because of your evolution. Mm -hmm. I've seen you evolved. You didn't. You didn't change who you were towards me. Everything got amplified. Mm -hmm. The love got amplified. It's not that you didn't tell me you love me. I didn't tell you that I love you. Now it's just more. The hug is tighter. Yeah. Everything is more. The inflection is way like reverberating through my chest. I love you, brother. Mm -hmm. You know, like oh yeah. I love you too, man. Yeah. Like, like I feel that. Mm -hmm. Like that's the same way if there's great unknown coming towards us. That's the same way. Like, hey, I love you. See you on the other side, bro. Yes. 
you know, like that's how I want to tell you that I love you. Mm -hmm. It's like, because when we leave here, until we see each other again tomorrow night, I love you, bro. Yep. You know, and that's why I believe in anything that, you, everything that you're doing right now. And I know it's weird for a lot of people, but they're probably not open the way I'm opening up myself mm -hmm. and killing my old self. Yeah. So as a few more of our other people, our tribe members mm -hmm. are doing so, and we're all kind of transcending into a different, into a different light. Yep. Out of the dark into greater light. Yes. You know, with our puzzle pieces. Yeah, and it's been, essentially it was like, okay, I know what's going on inside of me. I can feel my evolution. It's a lot. It's crazy. It's out of this world, all these different things, except for it's not. It's actually of this world, yeah. and it has been suppressed from us. Yes. But it's been there since the beginning of time. I realize that I am interested in the things that have been changed the least since the beginning of time. But because it's so woo-woo and taboo and not of this American culture, it was going to take essentially men like us to be able to show you that it's okay to be a savage warrior man and be able to open your heart. Because when you hear open your heart or love, we have this negative connotation of being soft or pussy or or weak or frail that's the opposite of love that is lack of love lack of self-respect lack of dignity the opposite true love is soft true love is warm and compassion and nurturing and empathetic and being able to hold space for another human to be able to put yourself in their 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 shoes and yeah. empathize with them even though you may have not been through that exact same thing yeah. that is what makes a human feel safe when war isn't around yeah. most of the time war isn't around and if we want to build the world where we're not killing fucking and fighting all day every day then what are we going to do when we don't know how to open our heart we're going to build a warrior culture that is a peaceful society, not a harmless society. And then we are not going to need to be walking around with our armor and shields and swords all day, every day. Then what do we do? We open our heart and we start telling stories and we start singing songs and we start barbecuing and we start having celebrations and we have rituals and ceremonies and get togethers and we teach the ones yet to come we learn from the elders we build a tribe that's based upon a root system of love which can only be there with a warrior culture because if there happens to be any other type of culture that comes that isn't based out of love we would have forgotten the roots yeah. and we would be taken over like the monasteries in England by the Vikings. Yeah. They lived in a peace. Well, then the Vikings came down and did this. They have to build an army and learn about it, and it gets taken over. If everyone has the roots as the warrior culture, and then we learn how to love, I have zero interest in fighting or killing anyone. Yeah, I go and... Fight my little heart out. As, as do I. You know, I mean, it's so much love exuding from 
our camp that it's yeah i'm not thinking of that but you are greater for that yeah when the time does come well yeah because yeah. now you're coming not from a place yeah. of fear mm -hmm. i'm not fighting out of fear yeah. I'm fighting out of love. Yeah. I'm fighting for what I love and what I stand for and my beliefs. And now I have deep, deep roots planted in these grounds. So to kill this tree, you're literally going to have to take it out. Yeah. And there's a purpose for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether it's to light a fire or it's to build your house, mm -hmm. you're going to love it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Just like the people, you're going to learn to bring them back or send them off. Mm -hmm. And I think when we come from a place of love, people don't, even if they don't understand, they're more apt to at least listen, pay attention, pay attention. Yeah. Even if they think that it's whack, even if they think Tyler's yeah. crazy, it's only whack bro, because they're uncomfortable because they, you know they want it. That's why it's whack. Mm -hmm. They want it. They're just wearing their armor of guilt and shame. And I don't want to look dumb. Mm -hmm. Well, it's cool. You already identified that. Step into the light. Mm -hmm. And you see. You know? Like I, the one line that I told you from Bob Marley, right? Like everybody laughs at me because I look different. Mm -hmm. But I look at everybody and laugh because they all look the same. Mm -hmm. You know? It's, it's crazy. It's funny, huh? Yeah. And that it's a, a perspective. Yeah. It's a perspective. And we are not the same. We are all different. We are all unique. There will never, ever be another Wilton Hotel. Ain't it crazy that people would fight and kill to protect something that they were trying to be that's not really them? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that that's where you crash and burn. Yeah. If you go and try and be Joe Rogan, you will crash and burn. Yeah. If you try to go be David Goggins or Cam Haynes or Jocko or Michael Jordan or Elton John or Willie Nelson, you will burn because you are not them. Yeah. However, if anyone tries to be stones and bones, I want to see this because you're going to burn. Now, you might be your own stones and bones shaman, sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But the one that I am, you can't because yeah. only me. And whatever your power is, as you burn off your old dross and you start to remember... Whatever my piece of the puzzle is. Yeah. Then anyone who tries to be that piece of the puzzle will burn. Yeah, That's why I always tell you, man, when we have our tripe fest and stuff, you know, it's like, bro, like I'm, I'm going to be the baddest berry picker ever. <laughs> You know, because berry picker would be looked at by some of the other savages. Like, what the fuck is a berry picker? Like, sounds like a faggot. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a job, bro. Mm -hmm. Embrace that job. You know, if I'm going to be the berry picker and stand by the fort and watch the women and children and cook the food, that's my job. Yep. Yep. There's and a fight coming to me. I have to be prepared for that, too. I don't always have to go out and look for a fight. Like, somebody has to stay home and get ready for a fight. That's, uh, we should be way more concerned about defense than offense. Yeah. If you have a good defense, then you should just be able to build your village. Yeah. Right? Um, also, I, when I see like, oh, we are making fun of berry pickers, 
where is that insecurity coming from? Why is the berry picker any less important than the king? The king wants blackberries too. The king wants raspberries and blueberries. Everyone does. And so in the competition mindset, it's one is greater than. In a proper warrior culture village that's based upon love, we are all equal. Now here's the thing. I don't say we're all equal as in we're all the same because we're not the fucking same. But our specialness, our importance in our role is all equal. We always try our best and have pride and honor in what we do. Whether I clean the toilet or I fucking shoot arrows or I blacksmith or I pick berries or I weave baskets. No one is higher than because then that's where the jealousy and insecurity start to come from. Now, do I don't want communism either. If this guy is not fucking picking very many berries and I'm out here picking buckets every day, he does not get as many goods as I do. Fuck that. If that's what keeps the honor and integrity there is the respect of I got to pull my own weight. Yeah. Or they'll starve me out or cast me to the wolves. I'll reap what I sow. That's just the way it's got to be. That's what keeps everyone... Um, what's the word like trying, trying. Yeah. And you know, what's other crazy about all of this is that when you do become open to it, like I said, the universal like language, the synchronicities start happening. These two stones right here that look like two chunks of poop. Those are called shaman stones. I didn't buy those. Vanessa comes home. This was like a week ago. She comes home, pulls out of her purse, and goes, here you go, babe. And I go, oh, thanks. You went to the crystal shop? She goes, no. I said, what do you mean? She goes, this girl I work with bought these for you. And I go, oh, two chunks of poop? (laughs) She goes, no, they're shaman stones. I said, what the fuck? She goes, yeah, there's a masculine and a feminine. There's two. The masculine has the crack. That one's just like a perfect ball and, like, Dots and the masculine one looks like a shell. And I and said, okay. Just like the grandma cedar and the grandpa cedar. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, well, why? Like, who is this woman? She goes, I just work with her. I go, well, does she know about, you know, this? She goes, no. I said, okay, Vanessa, let me tell you something. You go to the crystal shop and there's beautiful stuff shiny objects things with crazy energy all sorts of stimulating stuff mm-hmm. imagine knowing someone or not never meeting someone wanting to go to the store and buy them something and out of the whole store you went and grabbed the two ugliest fucking chunks of poop in the store because they're shaman stones yeah and then you send them to him is that weird I think it's weird to me. Yeah, not to you, maybe, but no, to me, it's 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 not. No, it's not because if we're going back to the true warrior spirit, and to reference our buddy, the warrior healer, uh-huh. Johnny, shout out, buddy. Yeah, you put yourself through so much stuff. You get withered with storms and all kinds of stuff, and what you present is all the other nice stones to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's the love you give out. Yeah. 
right? Nobody needs to know the sacrifices that you went through. Yeah. But if it had a visual, that's to me, that's what it would look like. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. It's just this. This is pure slag, pure dross. Yeah. In a ball. This is it. Yeah. That's like that's like grandpa, old time grandpa. Mm-hmm. We talked about, t- told you earlier, you know, just fucking hands, calluses, cracked. You can shake him. What did you call the finger? Sausage finger? Yeah, brats. Yeah, brats. Brats. Yeah, you know, like to me, like when I shake that hand, I it goosebumps. Yeah. Because I can feel the the time. Yeah. And the, the energy. The lineage, the ancestry. Yeah, like the, that's the stuff that I look for. That's why I like shaking hands. That's why I love hugging people. Yeah, because you can feel. Yeah, I want to feel that. Mm-hmm. Grandma, auntie, you're always going to feel that soft, like nurture. Nurture. Like, oh, thanks for the love. You're not gonna. You don't necessarily have to always say it, but you definitely feel it. And then you feel that old old timer, old man, just shake your hand. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Hmm. Yeah, that's to me. That's what that's what that looks like. It's never gonna look as beautiful as what you give out. You know what you receive, mm-hmm. but it, it all has a meaning to it. Yeah, I keep these in my pockets every yeah. day now, and then yeah, I'm giving out dragon's eye. I'm giving out these gems. This this right here is like this sounds fucked up, but what would a normal person do with these stones? So you can't, and then see, yeah, I didn't pick them. No, because, you know? <laughs> because yeah. like, what the fuck? But, but what would happen if I would have picked them? I would have, I would have, <laughs> you floored into I would have been like, hey, uh, yo, Will. bro, not that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe underneath the purity, maybe underneath the draws. Because at that point, everything is already starting to line up. Like, bro, wait. Right? I say, well, why are you, why are you coming to me, bro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to get your own, um, in your, culture should try and figure out what they were using oh i mean that's that's been a conversation you know that we've been having and i'm truly going to go back not necessarily because i want to be the doctor or whatever but i want to understand where we come from and what like i said that's probably a piece of my puzzle Mm -hmm. you know that i'm bringing with me you know and something that we can teach the ones yet to come Mm mm-hmm you know, it's kind of just like it would be no different than me imparting wisdom on the three to six year old kids that I teach jujitsu to. You know, it means no different to where I'm like describing to them like how I grew up. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just now we're going deeper. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to teach the young kids like way back before my time. Yeah. How did this place even start? Yeah. What is the stories? How did yeah. we get here? And, you know, the stories are different all around the world, but they're all talking about the same thing. Yeah. Different names and different creatures and different, you know, cool stuff. Yeah. But it's the same. And it's it's crazy, everything that we're going through. And then now that I've been teaching the little kids, because I have the three to six-year-olds, and I'm not... I'm not partial to the youth, the junior group or the young. Uh-huh. Like I love them all equally. Yeah. But you and I both know that you need to be special to want to teach the young yes. kids. Yep. Right. And I can see that when it comes to like Cadence helping me mm-hmm. or Henry, yep. you know, Christy's son. Yeah. I can see the impatience that they have. Yep. And then Cadence looks at me he's like that. How do you have patience for this? I don't get mad at that question. 
I appreciate that question because it's reminding me yeah. of how far I've come. Yep. You know, like it's just chaos. It is chaos. You know, and the parents, I know they have nothing to say because they're bringing their kids to us mm -hmm. to change them, to build them, right? And I'm just like, wow. So this is where, this is how far I've come. I have love for these young kids that probably people don't have patience to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I even get questions like, bro, how do you deal with, like, that would drive me nuts. And to me, it's like, no, I'm here building community. Mm -hmm. This is this is my community. I don't necessarily to want them to do jiu-jitsu my way. I just want them to grow up and feel the love, share the love, and just appreciate life and living. And also, while you're doing that, you're showing these parents essentially how to master your emotions. Because I used to teach the little kids for a long time. I know what it's like, too. And it is chaos. And it does create, like, anxiety or, like, a little bit of neuroticism or manic mm -hmm. inside of you. That is a human emotion. And that's because the vibration that's being put out, right? You're, yeah. you're being thrown into a little kid vibration with five little total chaos. Yeah. You're showing not only the children, but also the parents, what it's like to start mastering your emotions. Patience in a time of neuroticism is self-mastery. This is what the monks and the Stoics and all these philosophers would always talk about. Yeah. There's a, I don't know if it was you or someone, I think it was, I talked about the God Freyr. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And about the statue. Yes. There's this, for those who are listening, who don't know, there's in the, the Norse pantheon or Nordic myths, Frey and Freyr are twin brother and sister. And they're gods of the Vanir on the, yeah, the Vanir side. Well, the boy god, Freyr, is the god of like harvest and fertility, reaping rewards. There's a statue of him because he rules the, what's called Alfheim, which is the land of the elves. It's your ascended masters. It's your higher self. He rules that. And the reason is because as an ascended master, you have mastered self-mastery. Yeah. So there's a statue that represents that God where he has an erect phallus. If you guys don't know what that is, it means he has a hard dick. He has a boner and he's sitting in meditation, like crisscross applesauce or meditation. He has his hands together and he's in full meditation. Well, it took me a little bit to understand what that means, but that is the way that I interpret that is complete mastery over your root instincts, desires, and primal needs. Can you be like so turned on, so in this mood? with your hormones and your testosterone and all this shit raging and not try to kill it off. But understand that maybe that isn't the right time. Yes. 
So therefore, I'm going to accept that these are the energies, the emotions that are running through my body, but my higher mind, my higher self, the elves, are actually the rulers of this realm, and so we are going to actually go into meditation. I am not there yet. Yeah. I also haven't tried. I haven't tried that. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling I'm not quite there. But I see, like in the, in just the children, like dealing with the kids. Yeah. We want to yell at them. We want to like the the primal root part of us is like, shut the fuck up, yeah. sit down, listen to what the fuck I just said. If you guys don't want to listen, then we'll just run laps the whole time. Yeah, I feel it. Then the high mind is like, no, we're here to teach. They're children. How can they ever be like what we would inspire to be if someone of the elder, like me or you, doesn't put our emotions aside not kill them we're not compartmentalizing them we're not chopping it off we are embracing them accepting them and instead of using it for in that case creation like with the god yeah instead of creating a child with that life force energy that he's harnessing there is no woman around so therefore what does he do well he takes that energy and instead of using it to create a child and releasing his seed, he keeps it within and then grows the energy up his kundalini or chakras to then manifest a new thought, a new creation up here that he then can take his root desire and his high desire and bring in his heart and create something new, such as an invention or a new way or a new thing that he's going to do, yeah. where now he has mastered his emotions, harnessing them for the greater good. You I, the other coaches in jujitsu who are being able to master emotion, yeah. when we are feeling this way, instead of creating for destruction, we're harnessing it and helping build these children yeah. and teach them through love yeah. how to properly do it. And the parents get a C firsthand. Automatic. You you take your two um, shaman stones. Uh-huh. Put them in your pocket. Yep. And you just give the kids all the nice crystals. Yep. And everything that they can become. Because mm -hmm. eventually, in turn, they're going to have to learn self-mastery. Mm -hmm. But in, in light of what we're doing for them, it kind of builds a better path for them. Yeah. An easier path. They're still going to endure their own hardships and adverse situations through life, you know. But I'm just trying to, to you know, conclude that with, you know, you kind of... Give yourself a timeout mm -hmm. to be present for who needs your attention. And then holding, like you said, ho harnessing all that power, you know, mm -hmm. not giving them that, but giving them what they're there for, what they need. Mm -hmm. Harnessing yeah. it in a way to where it's not blowing them away. Yes. And it's not being delivered so harsh that it's hurting them. Yeah. It's, it's like harnessing the power, letting the emotions, letting the energy fucking run its course through us yeah. and then just just letting it out when it needs to be let out yeah. and bro i like i said every time we talk whether it's at the gym or i come here all it does is bring clarity it just brings clarity like lately with the kids i can imagine myself being a normal coach
and just say, all right, man, I just need to be here for one hour, yep. just one hour. Yep. Let me try to fill this time. Right? Instead, I convert myself into something that the kids give me their undivided attention. Yes. Is there always going to be one wild one? Yes. But that one wild one eventually sees what everybody else is doing. Yep. And they get tamed. They're just like... It's the frequency. Yeah. Right? That They're frequency like, oh. either has to... You don't come yeah. here anymore or you align. You get in tune yeah. with the tune that's being yeah. channeled through this place. And I'm reversing everything. So instead of the one bad kid that wants to be like the class clown, he sees what's going on, sits down. And then now in turn, I'm giving them each a light to shine at their own time. Mm-hmm. Such as I do stuff, I ask them questions... Weeks later, I asked them the same question that I asked them two weeks ago. Now is their time to shine. Like, I want to be the one to answer this. I jump up, stand up. Let me answer this, coach. You know, so now they do want to be the light, but they don't want, they're not doing it for the, the reasons that, you know, like acting as a bad kid. Now they're trying to be a leader. Everybody's trying to be a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, that's, that's what eventually I'm doing. Like, I bring the bigger kids into my class. I let them run warm-ups mm-hmm. and then i let them do a technique of the, their choosing they have to explain it and I, it's hard because it's just like for you and me it's hard for us to convert ourselves to speak like little kids mm-hmm. right we mm-hmm. can't use big words like egress and yeah. you know disperse and even assertive yeah they're like, like what's that? that yeah and it's like oh, you have to be assertive you have yeah. to be like aggressive yeah. and commit yep well they don't know yeah. e- either of those words yeah. and and that's just I'm going back to basically just I'm mastering myself, right? I've I've mastered myself and I've taught myself to bring myself to their level. Mm-hmm. Like this is adult Wilton bringing himself to your level, so you can understand stuff where you're at mm-hmm. at the level the frequency that I'm at. Yes, and that's only going to make you greater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And bro, I- Igor coached with me last night. He said, "I want to help you." I said, "Bro." Anytime. Yeah. He came up halfway through class. Tyler, he's, he was sweating bullets. I was like, bro, why are you sweating? He's like, bro, it's the hardest class I've ever coached. I was like, why? He's like, no, it's not like hard, hard. It's just like the attention that you it's give the to energy. the kids. Yes, it's the energy. I said, yeah, bro, I see it. It's, yeah. it's drawing a lot of good from you. Yep. Yep. Because, because it's like, taking yeah. your mind and you're really having mm-hmm. to harness your present moment. Yeah. There's no thinking about a little bit yesterday and there's no yeah. thinking about later yeah. on you got to focus right yeah. now and that takes effort yeah that's why we're all working on ourselves bro mm-hmm. we're all mastering ourselves hey i see my daughter running class without me being up there yet you know i was running i had a meeting with professor yeah and here the foot stomps professor looks at me and says, oh shit class already started i said oh yeah it's it's done yeah she's you know, doing it i go upstairs and just in time to catch her, like yell at a kid, hey, give me 10 push ups right now. And I'm just like, holy smokes, like what's going on? Yeah. Then after class, she gave him a speech. And it was because uh, she told them to skip. And kid said, I'm not doing no CC stuff. So she told him to do push ups. And yeah. then after class, explained to him, like, this is a team. If you want to be here, you're going to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do workout with you guys. So whatever I do, you guys do. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're going to keep leading fighting, by example. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to keep fighting stuff like that, you're never going to learn. Yeah. Which now, see, it's ref- we're reflecting on them. We talked about that earlier. 
she's telling the kids, if you don't open yourself up, you're not going to retain any of the information that we're giving you. Mm-hmm. It goes back into yeah. the, you can't learn if you already know. Yeah. So, bro, not only am I working on myself, I am seeing myself work through the kids. The kids. Yeah. You see your own, it's, it's a reflection, right? Yeah. It's a mirror. And that's love. Regardless of how somebody, oh, well, Coach Cadence is mean, Coach Will is mean. No, that's love. Yeah. Love is not always, um, when you're giving essentially what, what people would call love in a time when you should be giving um, criticism or insight, then that's not actual love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we take that as, yeah. oh, that hurt my feelings. We have to look at it as like, but why were my feelings hurt? What happened? Also, you you were just talking in these stones that are not the most beautiful stones in the world. Yeah. And then giving out these. That's the oldest, um, you know, magic trick in the book of turning lead into gold. Yeah. If I can take this and inside hold them in my pocket... And all day, I'm taking this, and I'm turning them into these mm-hmm. and giving them out. Yeah. That's that's the alchemical process. Yeah. When we can take this and turn it into gems yeah. and hand it out, and people want the gems. Inhale this greatness into your consciousness. Yes. Yeah. But also, one of the things that's been hard for me is to understand is that like you said, you can't receive if you're not open. Mm-hmm. Man can only see out as far as he can see in. Yeah. So if he can only see in a little bit, then he can't really receive much either. Yeah. So sometimes when we're going through this process, if loved ones or friends or family or work members happen to not be in alignment with you anymore or on a different vibration, yeah. You sometimes will be taking lead and turning it into gold, or in this case, gems or diamonds or crystals, and you will want to give out of the kindness of your heart. Yeah. And it won't be received because the person doesn't actually know how to take it. Yeah. And so you, and this is metaphysically, watch your gem essentially fall on the ground. You do that enough times and you will start to close your heart back off because no one, you're watching your pearls be just not received and thrown on the ground. Yeah. It's very important that we understand no matter how many times we give from our heart and it's not received, to never close ourselves back off. It will get received sooner or later. And also you will be able to start to read whether or not you should give it or not. Now I know kind of by the way that I feel with the people, whether it's time to keep my gems to myself because they're not ready to receive it. Nothing against them, nothing against me. The time, maybe the time comes, maybe it doesn't. If it does, I'll give them the gem. I'll never hold it from them. But I also realize it's not the time. Yeah. I'm not going to teach you, um, Tyler's back take to bow and arrow when you haven't even figured out what guard is. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if I spent my hour teaching you how to do it, it would be just dropped on the floor. You're not ready to receive it. 
Yes. However, you keep showing up and you keep putting in the work. Yeah. And one day I will know that you're ready to receive my greatest jujitsu gem. Yeah. Or you in your own light found that useful to you at a different time mm -hmm. without you there. Yes. But it's because you have seen it and you felt it, but you just weren't open to it. Mm -hmm. But it was still in your conscious that when you opened up, that's the first thing that you felt. So now you're compelled to go back to Tyler. Man, remember that one night? Yeah, yeah. I felt it. Right? You know, like, because it's true. Like, and even to the kids, it's not everything that you want to give to the people mm -hmm. is what they need. Sometimes it's just what they want and it's something they want to draw from you. But it's the ones that they need. It's the ones that I want to give them. Like, here, take this one. You're ready. Like, take this one. Yep. You know? Yep. It's time. Yeah. When the student's ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. And that's just uh, like in like metaphorically to like to life too, man. It's I always tell you like there's so many things that I'm gaining now that like the old saying that people always say, I wish I just wish I started long time ago. Same same concept, bro. Mm -hmm. We're just not ready to receive that. Mm -hmm. And if we haphazardly received that, we would have fumbled it. Yeah. Oh, yes. We wouldn't have the gratitude and appreciation that we do for it now and what it does for us internally. Mm -hmm. We had that long time ago. We'd be using jiu-jitsu to just fucking hurt people. Yes. We'd, go, we'd still go to the hey, bar. Tyler, you want to go fucking go to a revolution concert and we just look for fights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Just go start a mosh pit at a reggae concert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, go to the bar and just purposely yeah. be a dickhead just so yeah. that I can get in a fight so that I can do jiu-jitsu on yeah. someone to make myself feel better. Yeah. And it's like that is a wounded human being. Being um I even think about myself and how I and I might have talked about this before, but how I used to want to be like intimidating. I used to want yeah. people to look at me and not want to fuck with me. And I put tattoos on my body to make this I mean I love them. And I don't regret them, but I know that part of it was about image, yeah. about what someone would think, oh, that guy's badass or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I want to be a grumpy old man. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I have this thing of like, I don't want to be approachable. Yeah. Why? Because I'm wounded. And if anyone gets too close to me, yeah. I'm worried that something bad's going to happen. Yeah. When now it's, I want the opposite. I definitely yeah. don't want to be a grumpy no, old man. And, and that's why, that's why, brother, that's why I told you what I told you earlier about why I believe in you. Mm -hmm. It's because of who you are, your appearance. I've seen you, I met you the first time, and I've seen you change mm -hmm. your evolution. And people are going to feel the same way that I feel. The first time they meet you after just seeing you, mm -hmm. they open up the door to the gym, they see you and then they just hear you speak and they're like, wait, what the, yeah, I, what I happened? wasn't expecting that to come out of this guy that looks like he just came out of prison. prison. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's the most wild part, but it was like almost, I had, I had it, have it be like this in order to get this certain type of men to understand what love is. Yeah. I have to be this savage motherfucker. I had to have a jacked body. I had to have all of these things. Mm -hmm. 
And then I transform and then I come back and it's like, whoa, what is going on? There's something to this. And then that gives permission for you, for Greg, for Toby, for all of every every single man who thought that we needed to be this Terminator with no emotions, no feeling, closed heart, cold as fucking ice, that it's actually a much better way to live when we open our heart and learn what love is. Because the Terminator part doesn't get... The cool parts about the Terminator stay. And they get even more powerful when instead of a program running it, your spirit and soul's running it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on like two hours or something like that. So now my dog's barking again. I guess that's the time to uh, shut it off. I mean, it's it's been awesome, bro. And, you know, I want to thank you again for inviting me to your to your sanctuary and it's always i think i would i would like to say that this second time around because i walked with, this is the second time i walked with you around the property mm-hmm. I, I felt it more this time not that i didn't feel it the last time but i understand it more mm-hmm. walking around like all the the peacefulness and the serenity that surrounds you mm-hmm. and i'm just happy that i have met you and that you get to share that and in hindsight give me some clarity on the stuff that that i'm walking through at this point in my life that's it we're brothers yes sir i'm only as good as you yeah you're only as good as me we're only as good as our the weakest link yeah so it's like look if we're stronger or we're learning or we're remembering or whatever it is i feel not superior or better than i feel literally obligated to help the next yeah. ones remember their powers yeah so that they can walk around with a smile when we go to the store i feel sorrow in the eyes of my fellow community yeah they're wounded they're sad their soul is weeping as they yeah. walk through the grocery store we need to get to the root of it we take all these medications we do all this stuff sure that's all that's all a that's all a consequence of something much deeper understanding our soul we've been filled with impurity and dross since the time we were little and now we're adults coming into the new earth the new age where the time of manipulation and lies and tyrannical coercion is going to come to a fucking end yes and that also means that you have to have truth honor and integrity and that comes with accountability and yeah. that comes with you looking deep within inside yourself and saying look i fucked up or i need to do better here or i need to do better there because anytime we're trying to do something for self-gain that is a pride and ego of wanting to convince yourself of superiority due to a wound somewhere yes making you feel inadequate abandoned rejected unseen unvalidated lack of worth lack of love self-respect confidence i don't know what it is in each particular human but i know this because i have gone through this myself as have i and it takes more energy Mm -hmm. to protect that than it is to just open up your heart yeah yeah your heart's a generator yeah the heart doesn't doesn't take energy it generates energy so when you're living from a place of love you're literally generating energy rather than like um using energy does that make sense yes 
Roger that. Okay, guys. Well, um, you have a podcast coming out next year. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, trying to get it off within the next month. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be called the Patriotic Islander. Uh-huh. And if... I didn't describe myself fully, but you can understand why. Yeah. Because I'm an Islander and I'm patriotic as fuck. <laughs> and I'm just glad to be in the same place as all my tribe members now, going through the same thing, mm-hmm. essentially. We're just building a team. Yes, we are. We all have great defense and our greatest offense is love. Love. And I love you, brother. I love you too, man. I love you too very much. Deep within my soul. I love all you listeners. And yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, if you're looking for some clarity, insight, direction, help, um, and you feel that you're ready for that, then feel free to get a hold of me. I would love to work with you guys, and we will see you next time. Later.